Welcome to episode three of Bouncing Back, a special season of News Without Ink. I'm your host, Kayla Green. In these episodes, we're taking a look at COVID-19's continued impact on those most in need through the lens of canceled events and the nonprofits they raise money for. At the end of the episode, we're going to tell you how you can help, so please stay tuned. News Without Ink is part of the Item Podcast Network, which is brought to you by SKF. Let's get started with my conversation with Lynn Kennedy. A warning, I recorded this with her before lunch and it made me very ready for some good local food. Lynn is the events coordinator for the City of Sumter and she's chairwoman of Sumter Green, a nonprofit focused on beautification. To support their efforts, they put on a few events throughout the year, a spring and fall time untapped craft beer and food truck festival, an awesome event called Fall Feast that's held at USC Sumter and a free Earth Day program at Swan Lake. So Lynn, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you taking some time to come and talk about, where for you, we're gonna talk about both the event and the, and the beneficiaries. So All right. one, one stop shop. Um, so the events that, that you planned, you know, that, that, that you are associated with, I know from personal experience are always fun. Um, like what what more could you want like you got craft beer you got food trucks you got local vendors you know food based so i personally want all of these events to come back very soon um but let's let's get into into what they are so i um you have two events that were canceled right that are associated with sumter green we do we actually um well we have about four events that we do annually and you know we normally start out with a food truck and craft beer event in March, and normally it's the first Saturday of March, mm-hmm. and we hope that will help draw Shaw in because it's a payday. And so we normally have it out at the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. and we also have another one in November. And so, um, again, we have that about the first weekend, or either the second weekend, depending on what's available at the at the uh, fair. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's always been a great event for for us in the spring and in the fall. So two of those a year, and and how many years has that been going for? We have actually been doing the food truck for four years. Okay. And uh, so a little history on the on how Sutter Green came about is the chamber was having a meeting in the on the merchants board, which they don't have anymore, but there was a small merchants board that, that met monthly and they got into a discussion about how Sumter needed to improve their entrance ways. And so Sumter Green was developed and our main mission was to improve the entrance ways into Sumter, which actually proved to be seven entrance ways in. And so we had these nice redwood signs built and everything and a lot of people don't realize that with signage, you have to have a water bill, you have a light bill, you have a maintenance bill. Mm-hmm. And keeping the landscaping around those are very expensive. And so there's a lot of expense involved in just doing the entranceways. But as the years have gone by, um, things have been added. We like to do a beautification award for like best yard of the month. Um, we also have the fall feast, which is always held the third Thursday in September. And we normally have it at USC Sumter, and that has been our biggest event. Mm-hmm. And so it's our biggest fundraiser that we have. And thank everybody that supports it, whether it's by sponsorship or by coming out and cooking or coming out and showing some of your merchandise. 
And um, that has been an excellent event for us. Even the guys that work it and the ladies, that they, oh, please tell me we're going to have the fall feast this year. <laughs> and so with it being in September, I'm hoping that, you know, enough people will have their shots and stuff that hopefully we can pull that one off. But, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, our, you, we need to be concerned about the community and that type of stuff. And um, so we will follow the lead and do whatever we need to do. And then we also put on Earth Day, you know, um, trying to teach children about recycling and being earth friendly. And um, now that the city's got a new little program and stuff. And so that is normally held in April. And that's, that's normally a good little event. We don't have a whole lot of participation in it. We'd like to see that event grow. And it's not a moneymaker. Everything's free. You know, if you want to come out and talk about organic potting soil or anything mm-hmm. like that you can come out and show you wares and let people the master gardeners come out when to plant things and what's earth friendly to plant and what and, you can put down to kill fire ants that's earth friendly and, and, all the, this and that's usually at swan lake it's right? normally at swan lake on the bland side of the gardens mm-hmm. and so i see a theme with all of these you know and with you know with what the events are and with sunfer green is you know, making our community, making our world look and feel better um, and helping local at the same time, right? Like all of these, all you try to get food trucks, you try to get craft breweries and, you know, the fall feast is all the vendors, everyone's local. So supporting local and making the community look and feel better. Oh, yeah. You know, our, our main goal is beautification. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you'll start looking around, anytime that you see trees and shrubbery planted on medians, you notice they're cleaner. People seem to take a little bit more pride whenever there's there's some type of beautification effort there. I, I kind of, in my mind, I think about one that I've seen that's been the most improved is out 378, 76 going towards mm-hmm. Shaw. The curb that's right there in front of the hotel, that is so much cleaner than what it used to be. And, uh, you know, there's nice trees planted there. There's nice shrubs. And the city keeps the grass cut. And uh, Sumter Green's also a part of that. You know, we we take on some of that Mm -hmm. expense. And, you know, I know that if if we start talking about litter, we can probably go off topic. It's not really off topic, but we can talk about that. For a while, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But you know, but when when an area or when an entranceway right to the city is is well kept up and it looks nice, like what what is the benefit to that? Because um, it's kind of a passive benefit, it, it seems like. But but when it's not there, it's felt. So right. so w- what's the thought process behind wanting to make an effort? Well, in this? you know, I th- I think most cities and counties survive a lot of its tourism, and I mean, if you think about it. We're in the middle of everything. We've got people coming through, coming from the mountains. We've got people coming through, coming from the ocean, from our state capital. And they might not stop, but they go through and they see the entranceways into Sumter. And you want to put your best foot forward. And with the landscaping and the signage, um, I think it really helps people maybe say, hmm, maybe it's worth stopping here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the old saying used to be heads and beds for tourism. But, you know, some of that has changed. But even if people come and stop for a little while and walk through Swan Lake or, I mean, that's our crown jewel, that in the Opera mm-hmm. House. And so we're very fortunate. We've got a lot of things More after that a quick break. other cities and counties are not fortunate enough to have. And so um, we want a good first impression. 
The Sumter Item has been the go-to source of local news and what's happening in our businesses, our schools, and our community for 126 years. It has stayed in the same family the whole time, and the root of the item's mission has always been local. Local news is critical to the quality of life in a community. When you don't have journalists in government and school board meetings, corruption increases. Without local news, there's no one else to tell the stories of your high school sports team, the cool new business in town, or recently, where you can get a COVID test or vaccine. Whatever it is, we're here because of you and for you. If you like anything we do here at the Sumter Item, whether that's reading the news, finding coupons in the paper, getting headlines delivered to your email inbox, watching Sumter Today, or listening to other podcasts in the Item Podcast Network, the very best thing that you can do to support the continuation of all of that is become a subscriber. You can sign up for our cheapest rate online in just a few clicks at theitem.com slash subscribe. This digital subscription gives you access to everything we produce at The Item, including the e-edition of our newspaper, which is actually posted online at theitem.com the night before the paper is delivered. So to sign up today, to stay in the know, and to support the continuation of local news in Sumter, Clarendon, and Lee counties, join The Item team today at theitem.com slash subscribe. From our Item family to yours, thank you. Welcome back. Let's get back to my conversation with Lynn. And so what, what has the impact been by, you know, we can talk more about some of the specifics of the event in a minute, but um, you have a dollar amount or, you know, what, what's the impact felt by not having these events for Sumter Green? Well, our goal as the, our, the excuse me, by the Sumter Green is we set a goal to raise around thirty dollars to $35,000 a year. We're also supported by the city and the county. Um, the, you know, the help with the landscaping, with the manpower and stuff to keep our entranceways beautiful. But it takes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We, we plant from seed all the way to the flower. And again, you know, you got a light bill, you got a water bill, you got the maintenance of it. Not only planting the flowers, but the maintenance of keeping it up, mowing the grass every week, mm-hmm. you know, this type of stuff. And so, thirty to thirty-five thousand is our goal to raise. And needless to say, in um, two, 2020, you didn't get that. <laughs> we did not raise that amount. And so, um, we did have a few sponsorships that come through that. We have several um, businesses in town that just, they give us money for us to spend the way that um, we see fit on the entrance ways. And like I said, we're taking on a couple of other projects. But um, we get some sponsorships without asking for them, which is great. But we also sell sponsorships to our entrance ways. And we've, we've had some companies that have been with us since we started, since the, the signs have actually gone mm-hmm. up. And like I said, Sumter Green was actually started in 1996 out of the chamber. And um, it has progressed, it is a 501c3. And so, you know, if you give uh, sponsorship or donation, it is tax deductible. And I think that's, you know, an important distinction because I, I think maybe pe- people who do know what Sumter Green is might assume it's just part of the city you know, or it's fully supported by the city and the county, but I mean, but it's a nonprofit. It definitely yeah. is a nonprofit, yes. 
And what was I going to say? We're going to have to cut this out, this part out. Because I just lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, so if, if uh, you know, people can, can help support through just regular donations or a company can support, you said kind of like an adopt a highway type situation. Um, and I, I imagine that the, the landscaping and the mowing, I mean, is it, it's not y'all getting out there and doing it right. Are you hiring a local company? So, mm-hmm. so that's supporting more supporting local. That's what I'm trying to get. That's, that's correct. <laughs> we, uh, we actually don't ask our volunteers and those that are on the committee to get out and actually plant the flowers and this type of stuff. The city actually takes care of that for us. And um, of course, that's the whole reason of, of trying to, you know, fundraise is because we want to help pay for that. And um, so our committee is very dedicated to our events and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's get back to the events just a little bit more, just to, you know, we like. Br- in addition to talking about the nonprofits, bring awareness of the event so that hopefully when they happen soon, uh, people will know about it and they'll go and then we can, you know, increase that that cycle of support again. So Fall Feast, each event is a little different, right? Fall Feast is, is restaurants and then different vendors having little tastes of food all oh, over the place. It's awesome. It's the best tapas you've <laughs> ever had. Um, we had actually thought about um, having an event similar to that downtown, and we just haven't got out to reach that far yet, but eventually I'm hoping that will come true. Mm-hmm. And But the Fall Feast is our biggest fundraiser, and it is a cost to it. A lot of things that you, like the there's no cost to Earth Day. Right. And I mean, you get to walk away with a lot of free things and a lot of great information with Earth Day, but. Normally, the fall feast ticket runs about $35, but it's any kind of food that you can imagine. We have hunting clubs come out. We have fishing clubs that come out. We have restaurants that come out. People that um, do deer processing come out. People that specialize in seafood. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. Whenever you come, we might have ball shrimp. We might have fried shrimp. We always have crab legs. Mm-hmm. Frog legs, some people go, ooh, frog <laughs> legs, but we run the whole gamut, so it's kind of, it kind of reminds me um, of the wildlife things that they normally have for guys at church. Mm-hmm. Wild game nights. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, it's a little bit of that mix, and then we do have a couple of food trucks that actually come, mm-hmm. so you might get something like a funnel cake or whatever, but it's all you can eat, all the beverages. Um, we have tea, water, soda, beer, wine, and so um, it, and it's a great time for all, and that mm-hmm. is an adult event. Mm-hmm. And um, we try to ask people not to bring small children because we've got so many cookers and this type of stuff out. We don't any, want anyone to get burnt or, you know, and it's a lot of spicy food and this type mm-hmm. of stuff, so it's not really child-friendly. I love the I love the variety of fall feast. Like you know, you just describe some of them, you know, and then you have restaurants that are well known, oh. caterers, and then like I think what what it would have been two thousand nineteen. You know, what was it? The police department were making um, little tacos. Frito, yeah, yeah. Like little tacos inside of Frito bags. Yeah, carry tacos. Frito, yeah, um, and then like the city, you know, was frying up some fish, or you know, not the city, but but yeah. city employees. Um, 
So it's a really cool event. And then there's entertainment, right? We do. We no- we normally try to get somebody local because just, just remember, all the money that goes into something green stays here. Mm-hmm. We don't farm anything out. We, you know, we buy everything from here. Um, so your money is not going to another town to be spent. It's actually staying here. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it benefits. Again, it's kind of like that passive benefit, right? It's It's helping us all. It's helping us all take pride in our community and, um, you know, being able to show off what Sumter, the, the best parts of Sumter. That's right. And, you know, um, a, a big thing that I've noticed is like the sidewalks and people that take extra care of their landscaping and stuff, just keeping your, your lawn mowed mm-hmm. and picked up makes a big difference whenever you, somebody's just riding by. And so um, we're willing to take all the help we can get. Yeah. And then, so the the craft beer and food truck festival. Mm-hmm. That so you said that's in the spring and in the fall. Um, tell me a little bit of, more about so there's two different parts. It uh, is to it, right? Actually, we have a craft beer tasting that is one ticket that you pay for, and then there's a, a low charge to get in. It's either five or ten dollars to come in, and that helps us pay for the band mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of advertising, and. Um, our our main fundraiser with that is actually the craft beer sales. And um, so we get a lot of support out of that. We draw trucks all the way from Savannah. Um, we have a couple that come out of North Carolina, some that come out of Myrtle Beach. And so it's a chance that you won't get to eat at them, you mm-hmm. know, at a different time. And so it's a great event to come. This is a very family-oriented event, and we encourage the whole family to come out and enjoy Right, and that one's at the fairgrounds, so kids can run around. Oh, and, a lot yeah. of area, yeah. And a, another good thing is where we actually have it, you don't have to worry about cars driving through mm-hmm. and this stuff. Everybody's walking. And so um, you see a pile of families come out, and we have picnic tables and places set in front of the stage where you can actually sit and watch the band play. Mm-hmm. And um, we also work with Habitat on a, a little joint venture that we would get old ironing boards that somebody, nobody irons anymore, I hate to say <laughs> that, and I'm the worst ironer in the world. But people normally don't use ironing boards anymore. They were just throwing them so they would go to the dump. Well, let's take these out and let's recycle cycle them, and we will make them into tables. And so it's almost like having a bar table, but it's longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two or three people can stand at it and um, enjoy having beverage and food without, you know, trying to eat and hold, have both hands full. So that's been a great project to work with Habitat on that. Upcycling, recycling, beautification. That's it. Let's keep it out of that landfill. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So the the food truck uh, and craft beer festival, actually, that was one of the, probably the first thing that, that my husband and I did when we moved here. I think we moved here like four days before one of those one of those events I think the fall event so um, that's got a special place I, I remember going and being like okay you know well like you know we've event. actually at the fall feast and I laugh but um we've actually had a proposal made at the fall feast wow. and um that that was very interesting and they're married with a child now so, so it worked out that's good she said yes worked out well <laughs> good to know yeah Awesome. Well, um, is there anything else you think that, that people need to know? Well, you know, support your local nonprofits if you can. 
Um, if you would like to send a donation, you can definitely send it to Sumter Green P.O. Box 1449, Sumter, South Carolina. It'll get to me. You can put attention lint on it if you want to, or just send it and we'll get it. And I promise you to be put to good use. Awesome. Well, thanks, Lynn, again for uh, spending some time with me today to talk about Sumter Green and the festivals and fall feast. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll get back to that soon. Yeah. Well, well, we appreciate the opportunity, and Sumter always think green, please. Yes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So here's the part where you can help. To help support Sumter Green, go to www.uwaysumter.org. That's uwaysumter.org. That's United Way's website, and they've made it really easy for you by being a donation partner in this with us. There's a big red button that says donate on the top right of your screen. Choose the amount and frequency that you want to donate, and be sure that in the comment section, you include the words bouncing back and the organization you want to donate to. Their website is really easy, and it all goes to the place you donate. If you want to just donate in general, they'll set aside what's given through this podcast for nonprofits to apply for. If you want to mail in a check, make it out to United Way and mark in the description, bouncing back, and the nonprofit you're donating to if you want to give to a specific one. Mail checks to their office at 215 North Washington Street, Sumter, South Carolina, 29150. You can also drop off a check at their office or our office located at 36 West Liberty Street in downtown Sumter. All donations are tax deductible. If you missed last week's episode, I talked with Gail Wilson about Sumter Senior Services and Sip and Stroll, where by attending and tasting wine and visiting local businesses downtown, you're helping provide meals for homebound seniors. Doesn't get much better than that. Tune in next week for episode four, where I'm back with Danielle Thompson, this time to talk about Derby Day and how it's a fun fundraiser for United Way. Again, as part of this community, we need your help to spread the word. If you like this podcast, please get other people to listen. Please like, subscribe, follow, share, rate, review, depending on where you listen. The more people who listen, the more who can potentially help raise money for these local nonprofits that need our help. From the Sumter Item, I'm Kayla Green. Thank you for listening.